Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazzy Lambray. Joined, as always, by my brother, my partner on the west side of... I was about to say Manhattan. On the west side of Los Angeles. I wish. Nando Vila, what's going on, bro? Doing well, doing well. Just uh, enjoying the my Miami Dolphins, the greatest football team uh, in the in the news. You know, I love it when the Dolphins make the news, always for the right reasons. Right, and we don't talk about sports generally speaking on this show, but this this Brian Flores thing with the Dolphins kind of touches on just a bigger sort of theme, and so we do want to get into that with Nando being a Miami native, Miami native, and ostensibly a Dolphins fan. <laughs> but first, man, um, Whoopi Goldberg is in the news these past few days because she got into some hot water for something that she kind of treated as a throwaway statement on The View when she said that, you know, the Holocaust wasn't about race because Jews and Germans were both white in Germany. Um, of course, she went on Colbert and clarified her statements. It was like, I mean, obviously they had a problem with the the these these people's ethnicities or you know their cultural backgrounds or whatever, but they're both white people, right? And this caused the whole hullabaloo when I like I don't know what it means to say that Hitler didn't do something for racism, as if. It somehow makes the Holocaust worse or more significant if it's racist. So weird. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I just I just thought the, the conversation and the discourse online, Nando, was funny because it reminded me of that old Chris Rock um adage, right? And in, in the bit that he did in his stand-up where he's like, yo, like we don't really have time to group you into different types of crackers. <laughs> You guys are all crackers. Y'all white. Yeah. As far as I know and I'm concerned, you're all white. And I get that it's a very simplistic way to view it. I think for Whoopi Goldberg's part in all of this, to me, again, as, an, as a black person, I completely understand what she's trying to say, even if people yeah, think she yeah. made a huge mistake. So Whoopi Goldberg's like, American Jewish people are white. They descended from the Jews in Europe who we all agree are white people, how could it be, like, today, we call them all white. How could it be that they're white now but weren't white then? Like, American Jews are white people, period. There's no, the descendants of the Holocaust who moved here because of the atrocities committed and, quite frankly, the virulent anti-Semitism of places like England and France who, like, nah, we're not trying to take the Jews in. Even yeah. after the war, even after all the atrocities, a lot of them did have to come here from Poland and Russia and all these other places. Everybody in American society agrees that they're white people. And so I, I, I kind of understand what Whoopi Goldberg is saying. They're white. Like, it's white people doing awful things to white people, so how could it be about race? Like, I get the, I get the, don't get it twisted. I get the, 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 the hullabaloo. But at a certain, like, at a core, at the core of what Whoopi's saying, I understand what she means. Yeah, it's it's just one of those, it's one of those like mind numbing co controversies in that no one <laughs> actually thinks like Whoopi Goldberg is some sort of Holocaust denier. Like that, like you have to be like an insanely vicious person to 
take what she was trying to say or what she actually said even and equate it to some level of like Holocaust denialism or whatever. Like no one's like anyone who's like actually mad about this is kind of, I don't know. I'm like calling bullshit on it. You know what I mean? Um, What would be made the mistake is that it doesn't matter. Like, you know, uh, it Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Like she's applying kind of modern American uh, analyses of race. You know what I mean? Uh, Of what it means to be white or it means to be black or, or whatever, you know, to something in the past in a, in a kind of irrelevant way. Um, You know, it doesn't matter that today Jews in America or whatever, like are, are basically like lumped in kind of indifferently with like German Americans or Irish Americans or Italian Americans or whatever. Um, you know, like obviously like that, that who cares? Like the back then, I don't know, like in Europe, if you were a Slav, you were not a fucking, you were not a German you know, like, and they, right. were like <laughs> they didn't like those people, you know, right. um, in, in Italy, in the North, they don't like the Italians in the South. They don't like those people, right. you know? Um, and, and, um, and in Germany in the 1930s, they don't like the Jews. And, you know, like the, the, the lesson being that, you know, societies often are susceptible to create in groups and out groups. Um, and you know, in fascism, often like you know, the vilification of an outgroup doesn't matter for what reason, it's never like valid or correct. And who cares? Like, right. you know, what it's, just, it's wrong, <laughs> you know, like it's fucking wrong. Who cares if it's like, I don't know, like, but I get like what she was trying to say, but she was just, she was just, it's because like everything in America is viewed through a racial lens these days that she's like trying to apply that same level of analyses to the past. And it might just be kind of slightly off. Although she is exactly right that like Judaism, like the, the relationship between like whether Judaism is an ethnicity or a race is like not a simple open and shut question. It's like complex. It's like a little complex. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there's African Jews and there's, you know, Slavic Jews and there's uh, you know, there's, there's all kinds of Jews and you know, they're, they're um, they have, they feel a kinship with each other in, in, in many ways. Um, but to call them like all of the same race is like, is not, would not be precise either, you know? So mm-hmm. like, it's one of those weird mind numbing controversies that, you know, poor Whoopi got suspended for, from two weeks for the view. She can't, <laughs> she can't, she can't talk about Biden with her sisters, uh, on the view for two weeks, but, uh, <laughs> but, um, it's one of those controversies that's very of our time and that like, you know, because like. You know, and and you, Waz, you and I talk about this because we struggle to like come up with topics to talk about on the show because yeah, yeah, because kind of there's nothing happening in politics. There's yeah. nothing happening. Yeah, like the Biden administration. The government is isn't working. Like right. they're not it's doing not, anything. Yeah, and like what what is there even left to debate? You know, like the mm-hmm. the Biden administration is just is is like a dead man walking administration, right? Um, there's yeah. nothing left to fight for, debate, or even get mad about. Um, it just is what it is. Um, and everyone feels that way. And so we gotta, we gotta yell about, we gotta get mad about Whoopi. Uh, so I feel bad for Whoopi. She got suspended for, for two weeks. Like, I don't, we, you know, you and I are both, are both, both very like, you know, we have a high bar for the work, uh, reprimand, you know, and Whoopi. Come yeah. On. Like, yeah. Way. I mean, look, uh, the, obviously I would never think that she should be fired for this. Reprimanded is even a stretch. Cause again, um, you cannot you're on board point with the suspension. No, no, I'm not no, on board with the suspension. Yeah. Because I don't think yeah. the reprimand was was warranted. Because again, you can't point to what he said and say it's like wrong in the American spirit of things. Right. Um, like there's no there's no reading of it, especially for a black person. 
right? I think white people obviously have a better understanding of like, no, of course there's differences between Irish people and Italian people, which is the example I always cite because it's the white people that I've been closest to in my own life are yeah. Irish and Italian people in New York City. And this yeah. is it's obvious, it's palpable. You feel it, you know, yeah. um, in New Just York City. Just watch The Departed, like, you know the differences, you know? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's tangible in New York for us, right? Um, because of how how entrenched those people are in, in that place and just like how the proximity too, right? I think because Irish and Italian people live amongst each other, the differences become even starker because they're such a prideful people. Like the idea of a hyphenated American, it's a very Northeast, you know, New York or coastal really type of thing, to be honest. Um, the, the idea that you're Italian American, you're Irish American, Polish American, and you'll fly a Polish flag outside your crib and you'll open a bar and you'll be flying an Irish flag yeah. or whatever, right? Like yeah. that's that's something that's very um central to where we are. And you know, again, I we all understand that there are differences, but in the main, when we're doing this American thing, they're white. Okay. Yeah. Um. I, I I tweeted a picture of Bobby Cannavale and Bill Burr, and I was like, we call both of these homies white in this country, and we right. don't even think about it. And that's what yeah. I liked about the whoopee thing, because it's like, all right, why don't we take the next step and just stop and think about it? Why is whoopee calling Jewish people white? How does that come to be? Right? Who makes those decisions? Who opts into whiteness? Right, which is a yeah. part, you know, are are um, American Jews complicit in their own whiteness? You know, these are questions we got to ask ourselves, right? And like, what does it mean to embrace whiteness, you know, unabashedly? You know what I mean? Like, these are the questions I want to yeah. talk about. I want to ask people that that like I don't think people want to get into. People just want to be like, well, obviously, you know, because I was talking about this on Twitch yesterday, and people were like. Um, well, Hitler called them the inferior race. So obviously it was about race. And I was like, so we just take Hitler at his word now? <laughs> like we just, well, I mean, we just, again, well, yeah. that's what he said. So he had to mean it. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. It's just so yeah. weird. The, um, the sort of the burn, uh, whoopee at the stake people. I'm just like, what are, like, do you hear yourself and what you're actually advocating <laughs> Well, he, you know what, what? What's funny to me? Uh, okay, so like she was doing kind of something. You just made me think about. It. She was doing something in reverse. One of my favorite little subgenres, just because I guess I cover. I used to cover soccer a lot. Is that um, a lot of European soccer players uh, are getting in trouble all the time because uh, in a lot of European countries they celebrate Three Kings Day more than like Christmas kind of thing, like Santa okay. Claus Christmas. They celebrate Three Kings Day, which is January six, which is when the three wise men kind of gave Jesus. Um, okay, yes, the, the frankincense, wise... the myrrh, yeah, yeah and yeah. all of that. And there were three wise men, one of whom was black, you know? So, like, very okay. often on Three Kings Day, like, in Europe, people would dress up as, like, the three wise men, and, like, they would just do, like, blackface, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, of course. You know what I mean? And um, But blackface, you know, blackface doesn't have the same history that it has in America. Of course it doesn't. Of course it doesn't. It's like a weird form of like American imperialism in that like we're exporting our own racism <laughs> or our own like, like we're grafting you know, like, it black... onto everybody else. Right. right. Like 
blackface has a very specific American history and sort of like the minstrel theaters and, and things like that. And like, it's, you know, like a horrible thing to do in, especially in this context, like you should know better or whatever, you know, but like the Europeans have no, like, that's just not a thing. It's just not right. a thing, you know, but like you Europeans grew up in France. Why would you know about like the origins of country music no, and no. American <laughs> culture, like the origins of American, like, why no. would you know that? No, you just celebrate the Three Kings Day because, like, in the Bible, the fucking Three Kings uh, went to the thing right. and gave the baby Jesus, and one of them was black, and then you dressed up as it. You know, like it's not, you know, so like it's a it's a weird form of like uh, American chauvinism or imperialism to like apply our lens of viewing yeah. even problems because that's what you know? we do with everything. Yeah, uh, and um, so like Whoopi was kind of doing a little bit of that, you know, like she was like, you know, like in America, like the Jews are fucking just like us, you know, like, <laughs> what, like what's the problem the here? The Jews are exactly yeah. as the Germans are here in America. Yeah. I don't see what you're yeah. talking about. How can it be a race thing yeah. if they're all white? Like, right. the, and that was the, like the way that she said it so matter-of-factly, matter when I was just like, bro, like she's right in the american context right like you can say well it happened in europe and blah 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 blah. but i'm just like bro in the american context like y'all all white you know <laughs> like yeah. y'all all i'm white, white you know? period. Uh, yeah mando's yeah, yeah. a white guy he's from spain yeah. marco rubio and ted cruz are white guy they're white guys they're cubans right yeah. which they would probably say if you caught them in an honest moment well actually i'm actually just technically spanish you know, yeah. if yeah. we're being honest, right? Yeah. Uh, but I, I just thought it was just a fascinating conversation because, again, these, like, <laughs> race as being the most ludicrous notion on planet Earth is something that I've become more and more interested in, right? Especially, like, especially as you get out of New York and you meet people from different backgrounds, like here in L.A., um, most of you listening to this know, like I used to date somebody who was Armenian, and yeah. I was like, "Yo, what are y'all?" Because <laughs> yeah. in New York we don't got Armenians. I'm like, "Are y'all Middle Eastern? Are y'all white?" Because I'm looking at you and I'm like, "We would have just called you Italian or Greek yeah. in New York. We would have just yeah. guessed like, yeah, she's Italian. Yeah, she's Greek. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe what are Puerto Rican." <laughs> <laughs> hey, you could have been Puerto Rican. Shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I've become so so much more fascinated by it. And then again, I'm looking on Twitter what people are talking about. One, they're saying Hitler said it was a race thing. So we gotta believe it because Hitler said it. And then two, like when people get into making the distinctions about what well, the Germans look like this and the Jews, I'm like, y'all start sounding like eugenicists. Yeah, literally, totally. totally. <laughs> Once you start adopting the language of racial, um, the essential nature of yeah. any, yeah, yeah, it's like, bruh, I, I like this is sounding crazy. And I, you know, and I was telling, I was talking to my homie, I don't want to say his name because I don't know if he wants his views, like, whatever, but he's a Jewish American. He's like, yo, you know, the crazy thing that people don't understand is like that. Germans do look different from a lot of Jews. Like, it's, it's, it's like the thing is, like, if they would have lived in Germany, it would have been pretty easy for them to identify it as people who were there. Yeah. They, it would have been pretty easy for them to be like, oh, that's a Jew. Oh, that's a, yeah. that's a German. Oh, that's a whatever. Yeah. Um, and he was like, bro, like, they, they looked different. But the problem was when you say that, again... Sometimes you might put somebody, like, people will put somebody up in front of me. I remember, man, I remember the first time, 
I heard somebody describe one of my somebody I'm friends with as looking very Jewish. <laughs> and it in our like it hit my ears weird because I was like, what yeah. the fuck does that mean? Like, because yeah. again, I'm black and I'm just like, they're white boys, you know. I know yeah. their last names are like Epstein and all of that, so they're obviously <laughs> Jewish, but like they don't hit my eye as automatically Jewish. But I think well, another thing a little that bit like how Eskimos, like how Eskimos have like you know 200 words for snow, you know, because like when they see a, a field of snow, they see like all kinds of different types of snow, right? Whereas to us, it's just fucking yeah. snow, you know, it's just snow. Exactly. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, yo, that's kind of crazy, you know, and then it's like now I got to picture my my homeboys with the curly side um, side sideburns like the Hasidic Jews right. and Crown Heights. And it's, I'm like, maybe if he rocked the top hat and did the curly joint and had a black coat on, maybe I could see it like I just I was just I was confused by it. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I really do think like a lot of this is based off of context clues, right? Like if a person has a certain shape nose and a certain color hair and they're from New York City, you give somebody that context, they're going to be like, a Jew, absolutely, 100%, no doubt about it, right? But yeah. in a different context, I feel like these people could have been Italian. They could have been this because like I hear all this shit about Jewish people in their noses. I don't. You know, again, I, I'm not somebody who, like, identifies noses. But I'm like, I've heard similar <laughs> shit about Armenians. I've heard similar shit about Italians. I'm like, who owns the nose shit, y'all? Yeah. You know what I mean? At a certain point, yeah. it's all just such bullshit to me. Yeah. I mean, I, the, the real lesson um, the real lesson is that, like, we, we, we shouldn't, like, hyper-racialize everything. Like, we shouldn't, we, shouldn't, yes. we shouldn't, like, see everything and, like, try to, like, you know, like you're saying, like, get, like, super specific about it. Like, what technically counts as, like, a thing, you know, whatever. It's like we should be transcending that. Like we should try to be transcending that. And like um, whether the Holocaust was was racist, like a, an expression of racism or something else, like doesn't matter. It was horrible. They killed fucking nine million people or six yeah. million Jews. And like that's horrible. Like who cares? Like it doesn't matter. Both sides of the debate are like yelling and mad at each other. And it's like like we're kind of missing the the, the picture that like there was Point. This, yeah. this horrible thing and that like we need to be transcending kind of any in and out group like seeing ourselves for our difference and seeing ourselves for our common humanity right that we should try to like emphasize our common humanity rather than like be like well those people like that, those are those are that people you know like that kind of leads you to that's like what leads you to uh this this suspicion that creates the kind of um in group out group mentality you know it's like you know kind of seeing people further as categories is like is a, is 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 not not healthy. It's just not a healthy way to look at the world, you know. Um, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, the more I think about it, the the more we prioritize. Because, and I know so many of these black people who are just like, Nah, man, fuck that. You gotta call it what it is. It's racism. You gotta say it. Racism. It's yeah. race. You know, yeah. like they really be on that, right? And I'm just like, I'm to the point myself where the term is so inflammatory that it just becomes useless in conversation. People hear racism and they either become enraged or they completely tune it out. Um, yeah. it's it's just become a way we it just doesn't work anymore as far as definitionally like 
races. I hope people are getting smart to the fact that the, these racial groupings that we've concocted with each other are ridiculous. I remember, you know, one of my favorite parts of our conversation that we had with Pascal Gobert about the Haitian Revolution when he talked about these black West Africans that just got to the island. He was like, these are not people who would have considered themselves a part of one black race. No. They were all from individual tribes, individual nations. They had different worshiping customs, all this other stuff. They didn't see themselves as one back then. Again, like these are people from West Africa. Yeah. Right? Where you feel like, oh, this is like a there's like a commonality, commonality there between Ivory Coast and Senegal, right? Yeah. So much less the category of white when you're talking about Italians and Irishmen. Like it just seems absurd. Our modern understanding of race and racism in America is not universal. It's not a universal truth. It is very specific to the foundation creation of America, the development of American, especially American capitalism, um, you know, on, on, in the wake of slavery and things like that. Like, it's just like that specific experience, which is not not the common one. It's not this, mm -hmm. like America had a very, very specific um, experience with slavery and the, the fact that it imported slaves uh, from, from somewhere else, the fact that it industrialized um, by importing peasants from Europe rather than with its own kind of uh, peasant underclass, like all this kind of shit um, is what undergirds our modern understanding of race. It's just not how other societies experience it. You know, it's, it's so specific to like your example of the Haitian uh, revolution is perfect, right? Like, they they have a completely different understanding of of race and mm -hmm. racism like some of those like like a black uh like a, like a, a black kind of elite in haiti would be like those people are disgusting you know right well, <laughs> like, you know Always um, everywhere yeah you know what i mean like i'm not one of those people like those people are disgusting <laughs> um and it's just because of the specific context in which their society um came to be and like we do have this weird weird twisted american imperial notion that we we export almost our notions of racism or like how we identify mm -hmm. or anal analyze it um to other societies who look at us and they're like that's weird you know that's just not how we see it yeah you know we have our other problems like we don't like the gypsies or something you know something that like we wouldn't you know like we wouldn't like know about you know like we got a real problem with those gypsies or something you know what i mean like um like it's just that's just it it's so specific to societies that we we have to have an ability to process that in an adult way, you know? Yeah, we got to be better. Um, I wish we, I wish Whoopi all the best. Um, I enjoyed the, the outrage online. I thought it was interesting. I, I didn't get into it with people on Twitter. I was just like, man, like, if you, <laughs> if you arguing on behalf of like, no, there are races, you need to check yourself. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's going on, guys? You know what it is. New year, new you. I get it. I, 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 we all got We all have our New Year's resolutions. One of them is to eat better, right? You want to 
eat good food, but you also want to spend an arm and a leg. And guess what? HelloFresh can help you with that. They have endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. Here's the deal. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week, so you get convenience without skipping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you those wait and those long lines where these people don't know how to use a checkout thing. It drives me insane. So I know what you're thinking. So what I mean, I could just go to a restaurant. Guess what? HelloFresh, 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. You could save, on average, over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. That's more money to put towards those 2022 goals of yours. That's right. Whatever it is you're trying to do with that extra money, I don't care. Maybe you open a savings account. Maybe your, your New Year's resolution is to save more money. HelloFresh helps you with that as well. I know going out to a restaurant, as I said, is inconvenient. Particularly, I got a big family, man. It's hard get the kids in the car and go down. No, 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 no. We're going to do HelloFresh at the house. They sent it to my house. We had all types of meals. The, these meals are easy to make. They're delicious. My kids love the pub-style shepherd's pie. They also love the Bravo balsamic chicken, the sun-dried tomato spaghetti. The list goes on and on. Get you some HelloFresh. It's delicious. It is affordable, and it is convenient so this is what i want you to do go to hellofresh.com slash b-o-m-16 and use the code b-o-m-16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts again hellofresh.com slash b-o-m-16 and get up to 16 free meals and three free gifts the promo code is b-o-m-16 Hello Fresh, America's number one meal. All right, moving on, man, to Brian Flores and this class action suit that he's brought up against the NFL. And it's basically like, yo, you guys have completely fucked up hiring practices. Um, and I can prove it. Or at least I'm willing to drag you to court, all kinds of depositions, all kinds of shit being found in discovery and your emails and your correspondences. I'm willing to make this nasty, muddy, and disgusting to embarrass you because your business practices are fucking abhorrent. Um, for those of you who don't know, Brian Flores, New York City native, by the way, went to Poly Did Prep. Did not know that. Did not know yeah, that. Yeah, man, went to Poly Prep, which is like, you know, a really they 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 were super sick at football when I was when when I was growing up, and when he would have been there, they would have been amazing at football. And like, yeah, really, um. Uh, freaking expensive school. I'm pretty sure it's either in the Bronx or Westchester. I always forget and where Poly like Prep is. Latino? I've always thought it's like Flores is like a Hisp Hispanic name. Maybe he's Panamanian. Who knows? Yeah. I um, know. I never, I never got into that. But um, but sometimes like Trinidadian people will have Spanish names yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. Um, like a homie of mine who was Trinidadian had a last name Gonzalez. Um, but no, he's a Brooklyn native. Um, again. So he gets fired by the Dolphins. He had a pretty nice run with them, unceremoniously, um, you know, killed by the uh, fired by them. They leaked horrible, uh, like basically yeah. backstabbed him on his way out of town. Horrible stuff. They I don't leaked know to the why. Press. 
he had his he had a salty relationship with the GM. I know, but like, why? Like, uh, you know, coaches in the NFL. This is like I don't understand why the Dolphins did that. Like, I'm just like I'm talking about like, in Brooklyn. Miami. Wow, I'm a freaking idiot. I don't know why I thought that was in Westchester. But yeah, yeah go ahead. But yeah, like all my friends are from Miami, you know, like in Dolphins group chats and shit. Like they're all like, you know, um, oh, it looked bad for them to fire Flores, so they had to like leak all this shit about him. And I'm like, people, <laughs> coaches get fired all the time for whatever. Like you're like, coach, yeah, like, a coach, you a life in the NFL yeah. for a coach is like two years, you know. Um, but, but they knew it wasn't. But they knew it wasn't because of cause. They so they had to put out like he was just a really mean, uptight yeah. Belichick disciple. Like he was just not. He wasn't about bullshit. He didn't suffer fools. And people were like, I don't like working with that type of cat. Yeah. Um. So they felt like they had to smear him some way. Anyway, what ends up happening is he's he's looking for a new job. He's being interviewed for different jobs. And he he's he has an interview scheduled with the New York Giants. Then he gets a text from his former boss, Bill Belichick of the Patriots, who um, before Flores went to Miami, he was an assistant under Belichick. Uh, he gets a text from Belichick like, yo, Brian, congrats on the new Giants job. And Brian Flores is confused like, why the hell not? I didn't even go to the interview yet. He's like, what? Nah, you got the job, blah, blah, blah. And Belichick doesn't realize that he texted the wrong Brian. It was his other former assistant, white, notable white man, Brian Dayball, who's been killing it for the Bills for the past three years, who already got the job. But because of the NFL's Rooney rule, the Giants were going to go through with a sham interview <laughs> with Brian Flores, even though they already gave the job to somebody else. So Brian Flores is just infuriated by this. Like these dudes put a lot of work and hours into preparing for these interviews to show these people like, yo, I'm somebody you should want to work with. I, I'm, I know my stuff. I'm professional X, Y, and Z. He put all this work in. And I think honestly, man, he just blew a gasket and was just pissed. And it was just like yeah. I, he yeah. mentioned on get up. I mean, with he, he he ended his career, right? Like he ended, yeah, his, he ended career. his career. He's like, I'm taking these people down. I know, like, I like now, I like you feel like it's bullshit when you're going through the process. But he's like, now I know it's complete bullshit. He talked yeah. about on get up with um Mike Greenberg on ESPN this morning. He had an interview with them about 20 minutes. The, he said that he had an interview with the Denver Broncos during the last hiring cycle that he was a part of um, that time that he, when he, when he got the um, Dolphins job, he interviewed with the Broncos and he said, the owner and John Elway, not only were they an hour late for the interview, they were hung over. They were partying the night before. And that's how they showed up to his job interview. He's like, yo, like, all these, like, you hear all of these things about how impossible it is to break in. And even when you do, you're going to do it out of the most shittiest of situations. And then even when you get into that situation, you, you're kept on the shortest of leashes. Um, he was like, even though you hear all of that stuff, to actually feel it and see it and experience it, he's just like, no, I got to do the right thing, and I'm taking these people to task. Yeah, I mean, uh, the listen, the the one of the bigger one of the more obvious expressions of racism in America is like, you know, these leagues like the NBA or what, what, what percentage of NBA coaches are black, uh, you know, like NBA um, is much better, but the NBA is probably at like 12 out of the 
28 or something like that. I don't, right. I don't have the numbers and off the top like, of my but head. But it's just yeah. like, it's one of those things, like you look at the percentage of players who are black versus the percentage of coaches who are black, and it's like a discrepancy, you know, in, yeah. in, in, in NFL and NBA. Um, and I just like, uh, you know, I'm, I, I find it remarkable that this is like going down. I mean, like, you know, again, like we said, it's, this is a guy who is, who is trying to take these, these trying to burn the whole thing down. Like he, like, mm-hmm. and I, I have, I, you know, I, I can't say that I'm a, big NFL fan as much as I used to be. I used to be like obsessed with the NFL and obsessed with the Dolphins um, specifically, but the Dolphins, you know, they will suck the, they will suck the, any enjoyment out of the NFL uh, out of you. If you, (laughs) if you had any emotional investment in them at any point, um, you know, they're just been like the most boring franchise, which is like worse than being bad. It's like, you're boring. And then, you know, they're in the news for the Richie incognito thing. They're in the news for, uh, for this thing, they just like make national news for for being shitty. Uh, I remember a head coach, well, or not a head coach, like what, their offensive line coach was doing coke and banging strippers in the office. Do you remember that story? Oh my god, I forgot about that. That was a good Jimmy. one. That was my <laughs> oh, yeah, man. that was a good one. <laughs> like in the middle of the fucking practice or whatever. Um, yeah, and you know the stat that you'll hear bandied about, Nanda, when you mentioned the NFL being such a great expression of American ridiculousness as it pertains to race. Um, there's one black head coach in the NFL, a league that's 70% black. <laughs> that's okay. That's crazy. That is just crazy. You know, and, and look, and, and there's, there's rational arguments to be made to be like, well, you know, the population of football participating people, right? You know, there's a lot of white guys participating they just don't in don't make it to the NFL. They just yeah. don't get to play in the NFL yeah. at an elite yeah. level at the rates that black people do, which whatever, you could make that argument. But the idea that you would have one black coach in the entire NFL and he happens to be a coach at the most competent organization in the league and the league that's in, I mean, any organization that's known for the least amount of coaching yeah, turnover. Like four coaches. Yeah, I think between Ch- Chuck Noll, Bill Cower, and um, Mike Tomlin. Mike, uh, Mike Tomlin – that's a, just like a span of 50 years <laughs> with three coaches. One of the more, I don't think that that's, that will ever be replicated. No, you know? no, it's impossible. It's impossible. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just think, look, the NFL's hiring practices are what they are. Like, it's just obvious that NFL owners um, who are all oligarchs, you know, this is like in today's sports, there are no mom and pop shop type of NFL or major league sports ownership groups. Like these are all oligarchs. Okay. Um, they don't care and they have no reason to NFL's is breaking ratings records left and right. Their TV deals are astronomical. The fans refuse to turn it off. The players are the, like, it's either going to be, you have the only thing they respond to is, um, economic threats. And so either the fans stop watching or the workforce stops working. And it's just the fans aren't going to stop gonna watching. <laughs> no, no, yeah. no. I mean, and by the way, I weird. count myself included in that. I'm going to watch the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm going to go to a party, scarf down 20 hot wings. Like it, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I think if you told a, a, a Zoomer, uh, you know, someone born in like 2000 or some shit that. Back when I was a kid, you know, in early 90s, you know, that the NFL and baseball and the NBA were kind of like, you know, they were like 
neck and neck. In they, terms you of could argue there was some neck and neckness in popularity, yeah. right? And especially when Jordan was in the NBA, it was yeah. like you could. I mean, I don't know. I don't have the ratings figures in front of me, and I haven't looked them up. But like in terms of its impact on the culture and whatever, like the mid, the early to mid '90s NFL was like not doing too hot. Um, and you know, like there weren't that many great players. There weren't, you know, it wasn't like that exciting or anything like that. Um, and and baseball was still kind of still had the sheen of America's pastime and stuff like that. And um, but now it is just the sport. It's by far the most popular sport, but also has become kind of a uh, battleground for our culture war. You know, it is kind of one of the main battlegrounds of the culture war for the past several years. Um, and yet despite it, or maybe because of it, um, its popularity grows more than ever. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> it's not growing like crazily. It's just that the NFL's audience share has not changed from the 90s to now, whereas baseball, hockey, NBA has dramatically fallen. It's dramatically decreased across the board as far as how much people are watching their stuff. The NFL stays the same somehow. Um, and, and because of that, they're just killing everything else as far as the live product. Um, yeah, I, I don't see anything changing, but I do think, look, he came on, get up and said he's, he's not doing this to settle. He's taking this all the way, whatever that means. Um, I wonder, man, because you start turning over these emails. Cause again, this isn't like the Redskins investigation where, you know, it's an NFL team. The NFL league office is in charge of executing this audit. They're just going to, whatever they find ripped up, burnt, throw it away. We never saw it. It doesn't matter. This is an end up a truly independent entity coming in and auditing and basically all this other shit and discovery and going through all of your correspondence, like, well, it'd be interesting to see if other black coaches or like older black coaches, you know, who may feel like they were done dirty, um, join the class action suit, you know, um, or yeah, I, 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 alone. it seems, man, it seems unlikely, man, because these jobs are so hard to get. And you put all your freaking marbles, you know, as far as your yeah. life into working in this industry. It's tough. What he's doing is definitely career suicide. I mean, he probably he probably signed a deal. Even with more the than Kaepernick. But even more than Kaepernick, because I don't know that Kaepernick could have predicted what that what he was doing. Nah, like was gonna bro, I'm a starting career. NFL quarterback. Like, you gotta let me play at some point. Like I know right. y'all mad, you know, like, like and, and like, that's and like just during the national anthem, like that wasn't gonna like, like necessarily. I couldn't like if you would have told me before, oh, uh, uh, NFL player is gonna kneel during the national anthem, I would not have said like, oh, his career is over. Like I would not have bet. No, that no shot. But this, this, his career is over. Like he and he must have known. You know, like this must have been like a guarantee. Like, he must yeah, have known. He knows. So, yeah, I mean, he must have been really fucking pissed. <laughs> which again, which which shows you that he's out for blood, straight up yeah. and down. This yeah, guy is out for blood, and I think yeah, this it's going to lose. be interesting. It's going to be interesting where it goes because again, and who knows what this turns into? It's not like like his earning power. He's a young man. He's obviously a talented guy. I'm sure you can figure out other ways to get paid from his skills, right? But you know, the thing that he worked his life for to become, um, that's off the table. So again, it just I just wonder how hard they're actually going to go after these people. And again, it's not like anybody's going to get sent to jail or whatever, but the possibility for public embarrassment and ridicule is very high for these people. 
and i do believe the power in the power of public ridicule and shame i really do think there's something to every time these people walk into freaking nobu or wherever they go to get dinner everybody's you see that oh that's the such and such blah 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 blah. like i really do believe in the power of that so we'll see yeah. where this goes yeah oh man Offense, yeah, it's the greatest football team. Yeah, NFL, NFL. They never, they never skimp on the drama. I will tell you that much. Yeah, That's yeah. our show for today, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Make sure you become a patron at um, patreon.com/backslash/count the dings. I'm out of here. Peace. Later.